Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is a, a wonderful feast day of the church. In fact, it's a part of a, of a group of three feast days which all constitute Christmas, if you like. We were having breakfast with the bishop yesterday. I just thought I'd mention that. We were with the bishop yesterday had breakfast with him, and he was sharing with us how uh, these three feasts, Christmas or the Nativity, Circumcision, and Theophany are really all in the Christmas period. They are all really in the Christmas period, and they all come together as a kind of group. Uh, Jesus being born shows that he's, uh, he's coming to this earth. Being circumcised is proving that he uh, really is human. And then Theophany today is where he's revealed as much more than human. He's revealed as the second person of the Holy Trinity. Um, and also God is revealed as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So it's a very important feast today. Uh, this is sometimes, this feast is sometimes called the Enlightenment. You've probably heard of the Enlightenment, and you probably think it was in the 18th century. And if you were reading my, um, if you've been reading my uh, introductions to the weekly email, you realize that's why there's such a struggle from our secular society to try and ban Christmas. Because they want to be, they want their enlightenment to be the key turning point of history. Whereas the key turning point of history is actually this enlightenment, when God became a human being. And we need to understand that. So that's why we're facing so much sort of pressure from the, sec the secular um, society that we're living in at the moment. So in the gospel today, we hear that uh, Jesus came to the Jordan where John was baptizing in the Jordan, baptizing people. John was the last of the Old Testament prophets. All the way through the Old Testament, God had been preparing uh, the world for this event. And he'd used prophets. He'd spoken through the prophets, as we say in the Creed. And uh, John was the last of the Old Testament prophets, and he was the final one to bring about this revelation uh, of God to the world. When we became, um, uh, recently we had quite a few people baptized in the church, and it's, uh, it's important. We baptize babies, we baptize young people, we baptize adults, and baptism is what brings us into the church. It makes us members, it enables us to receive communion and all the blessings of the church. Now, even though we had a long preparation, a year, 12 months, it's a long time, and you think, right, I'm baptized. I've achieved the goal. Actually, it wasn't the goal. It was the first step in the long journey towards the goal of becoming united with Christ and becoming like Christ. So it's only the first step, and we must never forget that. But it was also the first step in Jesus' ministry and life when he was ready to preach, when he was ready to reveal himself, when he was ready to assemble his disciples, and when he was ready to preach to the crowds, he was baptized. This was the first step on his journey of ministry. Now we know that baptism for us is about um, the washing away of sins. Um, but Jesus didn't have any sin. So why did Jesus need to be baptized? 
This is a question that sometimes puzzles uh, people. Um, when um, John realized that it was Jesus who was asking to be baptized, he uh, tried to prevent him. He said, I'm, I'm not worthy to, to baptize you. You should be baptizing me. But then Jesus said to him, uh, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Now John was into righteousness. This is why he was living in the desert. This is why he was eating locusts and honey, wearing uh, camel's clothes and so on, and, and living really ascetically in the desert. He wanted to be righteous. So when Jesus said to him, let us, it is fitting that we fulfill all righteousness, that convinced John and he immediately baptized our Lord. Water is so important. You probably noticed. Recently there were some uh, YouTube uh, things about exploring the moon and exploring Mars. And do you know what they're looking for? They're not looking for chocolate. They're not looking for popcorn. They're looking for water. And unless they can find water, then our space exploration doesn't really have much chance. We must have water wherever we go in the universe. Water is very important. There's a lot of water around the world. Our bodies are nearly all water, actually. I don't know if you realize that. Nearly all water. So water is part of the cycle of life. Water, you know, if there's a puddle, the sun comes out, the, uh, the, the water evaporates, goes up into the clouds, goes somewhere else, drops down, or it drops into the sea, or it goes into the rivers, goes into the sea, evaporates again, comes up, comes round again, rains on us, um, gets into a puddle, evaporates, and so on. And, um, and we drink it, and etc. Very important part of life. The interesting thing is that the same water that Jesus was baptized in is the same water that we are parta partaking in today. Don't know if you realize that. Um, so, the water we're drinking today is the same water that flooded the earth in Noah's day, that Moses parted at the Red Sea, that flowed in the Jordan when Jesus was baptized. And why is this important? Because when Jesus went into the water, it didn't cleanse him of his sins. He actually changed the water. He sanctified the water. And by sanctifying the water, which goes up in the clouds, round in circles, come down again, we drink it, etc., etc. It's throughout the whole world. He sanctified the whole earth. So this is a difference to us being baptized. We're washed of our sins, but when Jesus was baptized, he changed the water. And if you look at the icon, it said this morning in the first antiphon, Jordan turned back when Jesus went into the water. And, and if you look at the icon, they're trying to illustrate there that the water's actually turned back from Jesus. The fish are all over the place. And uh, kind of the world was startled. Here's God in the water. And uh, the, the, the world recognized uh, who he was. The creation recognized who he was. And they kind of startled. And, uh, and then uh, after he was baptized, he came out of the water and the heavens opened. St. John Chrysostom says this is the first time the heavens were opened since... Adam and Eve were thrown out of the Garden of Israel, of, of, of Eden, sorry. The heavens opened again. 
And God spoke, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And the dove came down from heaven. The dove's an interesting, why a dove? Why not a sparrow or something else? Well, when, when the floods ended after the, 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 the floods, Noah's floods, uh, it was a dove that brought peace back to um, Noah. And here's Jesus bringing peace through the Holy Spirit and through his ministry into the world. And we have Jesus in the water. So we have God the Father speaking, God the Son in the water, and God the Holy Spirit coming down from uh, heaven to enlighten, uh, to, to lighten on Jesus. So this is, this is the, the whole message of the, um, the, the uh, feast today. So Jesus went into the water and everybody knew him as the son of Mary and Joseph. But when he came up out of the water, uh, he began to real, reveal himself as who he has always been. Uh, the second person of the, of the Trinity, um, the Son of God. And so it's amazing. It, there was a difference when, when he, after he came up, he was, then started to reveal who he was. So today is a great feast. And at, at the end of this uh, liturgy, then we're going to have the blessing of the waters, and hopefully you'll be able to take some holy water home with you. And then in the coming weeks, uh, Father Nicholas and I, mainly Father Nicholas this year, will be coming to your homes to bless Bless your homes with the holy water. So we thank God that he came into the world um, uh, in the person, in the second person of the Trinity, Jesus Christ, to make a difference. And has he made a difference in your life? There's a verse in the scriptures which means an awful lot to me. It was one of the first verses that came, came alive to me when, I, when my faith came alive. I was brought up in the church and... Um, and uh, I'm very thankful for my parents bringing me up in the church and everything. But uh, in my late teens, um, I had a kind of, uh, had a really an, an awakening. And this is one of the verses that really meant a lot to me. 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And uh, if you, the New English Bible says, uh, if anyone is in Christ, there is a new world. That's the way it translated it. There is a new world. And for me, when I, when I had my sort of awakening in my late teens, it seemed like there was a new world. For the first time in my life, I, I actually noticed the birds were singing. I mean, you know, people say, <laughs> but I did. I actually noticed that the birds were singing. And I actually noticed that the trees were beautiful and the, and the flowers were beautiful and things like that. Up until then, I'd been focused on my studies and my exercises and all this sort of stuff. And then, when, I, when the Holy Spirit worked in my life, there was a new world. How's the world looking for you? At the moment, there's so much bad stuff out there, it's a bit depressing. It can be a bit depressing. We have to look for the good. Um, whatever is good, whatever is lovely, whatever is pure, look for these things, St. Paul says. We must do that. We have to do that. Has your baptism made a difference to you, those of you who've been baptized recently? Has your baptism made a difference to you, all of you, all of us here who've been baptized? Has it meant that there is a new world for us? It's not the old miserable world that uh, a lot of our friends are in, unfortunately. They need 
to find Christ too. They need to have the influence of the Holy Spirit on their lives too. And part of the reason that we're here today is to help those people find Christ, to find light, to find this experience, to find this new world that's here right in front of them. And this coming year, God willing, we'll be able to bring more people into the church to hear the good news in their own language, to worship God in their own language. This is why we're here. May God help us. May God strengthen us to uh, extend the enlightenment that came with the baptism of Jesus into this uh, wonderful country of Australia. Now to God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, be ascribed all might, majesty, dominion and praise, now and forever. Oh